Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time. Time to eat. I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions. That's right. Let's learn about God and spend some time in His Word. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos, where God sprinkles His love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that He loves. Jesus teaches to be just like you. Your words are true, so with Donuts and Devos, lead us to peace. With Donuts and Devos, with Donuts and Devos. Donuts and Devos lead us to peace. Lead us to peace. Hey there, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, where we get connected to Jesus through God's Word. I'm Mary Faith, and with me I have my amazing friends and helpers, and of course, Pastor Glaze and some special guests who visit us time to time and join us whenever is possible. They are great at helping us out as we spend some time together learning about God and what happened in the Bible. Now, last week the Israelites arrived at the promised land. They sent out spies. Spies to get information about this new land and the people who inhabited it. Do you remember what that report was? The land was filled with milk and honey. Yes, but the people they thought were big and scary and intimidating. Today in our devotion, we're going to hear and talk about how the Israelites reacted to this news. But first, let's pray. Our Father who art in Our Bible reading is from Numbers chapter 14, verses 1 through 19. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. 
but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me? And how long will they not believe in me, in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it, for you brought up this people in your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people. For you, O Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands over them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if you kill this people as one man, then the nations who have heard your fame will say, It is because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to give to them that he has killed them in the wilderness. And now, please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised, saying, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and the fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your steadfast love, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. of milk and honey. Sound good for me. Me too. Israel just doesn't seem to learn their lesson ever, though, do they? They're always complaining about something. <laughs> it sure does seem that way, doesn't it? And never thankful for what God does for them. Yeah, and don't forget the saddest thing about this event is that the Lord has promised this land to the Israelites for generations, first to Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, and he continued that promise throughout Joseph's life and when he called Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. Yet despite God's continuous faithfulness and miracles that he did for the Israelites, they quickly turn away at the first sign of trouble. I mean, why would they want to go back to Egypt anyways? They're standing right there on the edge of the land. They've been traveling too. Yeah, it's hard to make sense of it, except, well, this was the Israelites' sin of disbelief. When those spies came back with the report, 10 of the 12 were afraid of what they saw. Though they heard that God was going to clear out their enemies before them, and they heard God would give them the land, it was what they saw that caused them not to believe God's word. They were scared of the people and the cities. They told this to the people. The people became scared. They thought they were going to die. But Joshua and Caleb, the two spies who were faithful to God, told a different story. Yeah, they encouraged Israel to go into the land at once and occupy it, trusting that the Lord would be with them. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Those are some pretty confident words. But they didn't want to. No, they did not. They complained amongst themselves and rose up, wanting new leaders. They were even about to get violent and stone Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb. What did God think of that? Oh, what did God? Well... Well, how about this? When your parents tell you they have something good for you, and they will give it to you, 
and all you have to do is, um, let's say all you have to do is clean your room. How would you react? Clean my room? No! I don't want to. It's not worth it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and how do you think your parents would feel? Oh, I get it now. Not very happy. Yeah, what, what more could God do for these people? He's done it all, promised them everything, and they don't want any part of it. And they want to, again, go back to Egypt in slavery. It makes me want to pull my hair out in oh, frustration. please don't do that. But that's somewhat <laughs> like what God feels, too. He didn't know what else to do with this rebellious people but punish them and take their inheritance away from them and give it to someone else, to Moses and his offspring. Wouldn't God be going back on his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? No, since Moses is of the same family line. That's when Moses interceded for the people again. He spoke to God, begging him to be merciful and forgive the people. He tells God, in a sense, be faithful to your promises. What will the Egyptians say if they heard that you brought your people out of Egypt and they all died? They might think you saved them to kill them. Or what about that time you told us that you were merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and you will forgive the iniquity of sinners? Are you not that God anymore? Far be it for you to change. It sounds like Moses is being sassy. He's talking back to God. Actually, Moses is boldly reminding God of God's own words and promises, what God said to him. This is the faithfulness of Moses, to remember what God said and say it back to God that God promises he is going to be merciful and gracious, even when it may seem like he's not going to be. And what did Moses ask God to do for the people? Forgive them! And that's where we're going to have to pick up next week. Do you think God will forgive them? I think he will. Well, that's the good news. The Lord, our Lord, is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And He forgives sin for the sake of Jesus Christ. That is some great news of hope and faith. Yes, it most certainly is good news for God's people. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, When we are faithless, When we are faithless, When we sin against you, When we sin against you, You are merciful and gracious, You are merciful and gracious, Always faithful to your word, Always faithful to your word, Forgive us, Renew us, renew us, and lead us, and lead us to the glory of your name. To the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mutiny! It sounds like we should be on a pirate ship or something. Arr, walk the plank! Well, something like that. The Israelites were downright terrified of the people who inhabited the land of Canaan. And it didn't seem to matter anymore that this was the land God had promised them and their forefathers. They chose to listen to the ten spies who gave a bad report about the land and people instead of trusting God. Why were they so afraid? Because they were an unbelieving people, and this isn't anything new for the Israelites. 
They have grumbled and complained their way through the wilderness, and now this is the last straw for them. They heard that they would be killed if they tried to go into Canaan, and they weren't going to put themselves in that position. They wailed all night against Moses and Aaron, crying that they wanted new leaders to take them back to Egypt. Wow, that's just nuts. Well, yeah, you and I can see that, but these unbelieving people couldn't. Even after Joshua, one of the spies who did trust the Lord, told them not to rebel against God and that the Lord would give them this land if they trusted in him, the people still wanted to stone them. They rose up in mutiny, our faith word of the day. And what does that mean? Mutiny is when a group of people rebel against the proper authorities and leaders. That means they refuse to obey the orders of those in charge. And who is ultimately in charge here? God! He is. And boy, is he not happy with them. In fact, God wants to strike them all down and give Moses an even greater nation than these people. But Moses begs for their lives and asks the Lord to forgive them. Does he? Hmm, very good question, which we will talk about in our next devotion, which is one you don't want to miss because it explains a lot about the next 40 years of the Israelites' lives. a loving and merciful Father in heaven who loves and cares for his people. But when God's people repeatedly act against him in disbelief and have no faith in him, he does get angry. Our God does forgive, but we need to remember that we are held accountable for our sin as well, which our memory verse numbers 14 verse 18 reminds us. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty. Numbers fourteen eighteen. God did forgive his people, but as we see in our next chapter, he also punished the Israelites for their grumblings against him. So let's learn this memory verse and guess who's back with us to help us out? Mr. Fritter! Hi, kids. I had such a good time last week singing with you that I wanted to come back again. Yay! Thank you! Is Pastor Glaze going to play the keyboard again? Well, I sure hope so. Do you see him in the room? Yeah! Hey, guys. I'll do it again for you this week. I'd love to. He's in the back of the room ready to play for us. All right, Mr. Fritter, take it away. Okay, kids, so we're going to tackle this longer memory verse and repeat after me. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Forgiving iniquity and transgression.
Think we can try that again all together, boys and girls? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> That last part of the verse gets me. He will by no means clear the guilty. Do you kids know what's so amazing about this? We have been cleared by... Jesus! By Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection, he cleared us of the guilt of our sin. and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty. Numbers 1418. Just as a quick reminder, don't forget to download our free coloring pages on our website at donutsanddevos.com that can help you memorize this verse this week. Those coloring pages are originally created by Jamie Truy, and we're so thankful to have them to help us memorize our verse. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we look forward to having you come with us next time as we see what Israel's consequence is going to be for their rebellious behavior. Let's close with the benediction. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Once again, thank you for joining us here on Donuts and Devos. We have so much fun. If you can't tell, our studio is full of children with their wonderful voices and sometimes noises. <laughs> but we all have a wonderful time here learning about God and learning more about His Word. If you'd like to support us here at Donuts and Devos, you can do so by giving a free will offering at buymeacoffee.com forward slash donuts and devos. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can do so by joining our private Facebook group called Donuts and Devos, a podcast for kids. And if you enjoy doing your devotions with us each week, please share with other families on your social media pages. Help us to let kids and families know that we do exist here to help you with your devotions in the home. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time. Donuts and Devos.